Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and today I am once again joined by my friend Calvin in Seattle. What's up, Calvin? What's up, Patrick? Thanks for inviting me back on. Yeah, man. It's good to have you after a win. Last time, I think it was after game two. That's right, yeah. <laughs> game two loss. And so, you know, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're on under better circumstances, man. Uh, so the Warriors, they won game five in Sacramento, 123-116. And man, that game was was uh, super exciting. I mean, all these all these games have been really, really good games. Uh, I mean, maybe that game three blowout was just good for Warriors fans. But I saw something in this game. I mean, what did you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing was uh, it was pretty close, right, the, th- throughout. I mean, there's a couple spots where I think maybe we pulled away by 10, um, but they kind of came back pretty quick. Um, so it was pretty close. But I think ultimately ultimately, my impression kind of midway through the third and into the fourth was, was that our experience showed up. Um, I, I, if I were to summarize this, you know, basically our experience showed up and their inexperience also showed up, you know, as, as a counterpoint to that. Um, I mean, you could see it in the closing minutes of the fourth, um, you know, we made incredible shots and had a couple of great stops. Um, and I think a, a lot, you know, some of that was our energy, but a lot of that also was their inability to sort of rise to the game five occasions, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I, I, that's how I would summarize it. It's basically championship medal. You know, going into this game and I think a lot of Warriors fans who watched all season, uh, felt similarly it was like okay we feel good about our chances it's like this is uh this veteran team been through tough playoff battles and they smell blood they just need to get one in sacramento all the pressures on them and then you know take it back to to chase center and try to win it but then there's that other side where they've been so you know, up and down all season long. And they've looked really bad in these scenarios where they'll win and they'll look like quote unquote themselves. And all of a sudden they'll lose to like the Orlando magic or the Detroit Pistons or something like that. And so it was like, yeah, which team are we going to see? We're still in that kind of Jekyll and Hyde feeling sometimes. Right. Um, but what really impressed me was like, okay, they came out with, energy instantly and you know the kings played well throughout and they matched to start and it was like about weathering uh the warriors weathering that storm you know they they weren't you know half-assing it they were focused and there were some turnovers some mistakes but that just happens but what really really caught my eye was that they closed they closed every quarter really really well i think they closed the second quarter well am i am i mistaken i know that uh, clay hit some big shots towards the end of the second and you know the warriors had the lead but end of the, the first quarter they were down what three but they had been down more and they closed it so that's solid second quarter they're up third quarter they put on a run and then fourth quarter kings made their last run and then they closed that and i'll be honest with you after watching all the games this season I don't know if I've seen a game this year where they closed every quarter uh, well. So that is a big deal to me. And that to me shows like what you're talking about, the championship medal, the uh, the DNA to just be like, okay, let, let's take care of business. And 
they haven't taken care of business so much this season. It was really, it was almost like, uh, uh, oh, I forgot what this feeling feels like. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean totally. Like it's in many ways, this was reminiscent of the types of games that we had seen in seasons past. But I gotta tell you, I was so nervous <laughs> throughout the entire game because because of what you know, having seen them all season, um, not not play like this, right? So I, I, I mean. I mean, the shot making is another thing that sort of really stood out to me, right? Like, play, like playmaking and really shot making, um, you know, down the stretch, um, like during the times when it really mattered, like we, we looked really, really good. Um, and I was also uh, really impressed with um, how we played in that first quarter because uh, the Kings were hitting everything, man. <laughs> like, it seemed like it seemed like they could not miss from three, you know, um, and still mm-hmm. to only be down by whatever it was, I think it was like two or three points, right? Like, that's, that's really good. So, yeah, it was a it was a great game, fun and encouraging to see for uh, for what we can do uh, in Game Six. I've gotten into this habit of looking at the stat lines for like you know at the end of every quarter, and I was encouraged that I don't remember exactly, but for the most part, after the first like turnovers, fouls, even you know what I mean, uh, we had more free throws. Uh, the Kings, they were lights out in the first quarter from three in particular, but you know, you know, that's going to fade away a little bit. I got to say that uh, looking just at the Warriors uh, starters plus Draymond, they all did what they do well, well, like Looney 22 boards in 34 minutes and 34 minutes for Looney is like, is like an hour (laughs) on the court for somebody else, you know, and Wiggins, uh, nine for 16, two for five from three, four boards, 20 points. I mean, Steph, he was only two for 10 from three, but 12 for 25 overall closed the game out. Uh, Clay was missing shots, but then, uh, you know, ended up five for 11 from three, 10 for 19 pool didn't shoot so well, but Draymond came off the bench eight for 10 hit a three. Four boards, yeah. seven assists, four steals, one block, uh, 21 points. So, you know, everybody raised their game. Dante DiVincenzo wasn't so great. Gary Payton, though, I do yeah. want to say that when he came in in that fourth quarter, every yeah. play he made, every consequential play, he had a huge impact. Every time I was like, well, each play made me feel like better about <laughs> the, the trade. You know what I mean? And, and I was like, oh, okay. That, that's what it's for. That's what it's for. It's like, uh, you know, like we, we bought a new couch <laughs> and I'm like, oh, every time I sit on this, it's like, you know, I could just deduct that off the cost of it and it feels better. <laughs> it feels better. It feels better. So for this trade, it's like, oh, every steal, every block, every uh, dunker spot, dunker layup. It's like, ah, that, that, that makes it all go away. So I feel, <laughs> I feel good about that, man. <laughs> Yeah, not to yeah. mention, uh, I think Kavan also had seven assists, which is pretty, which is pretty great. It's, it's twenty uh, second twenty point, uh, second twenty rebound game, I think, um, of the series. I mean, I kind of felt like game six, Clay kind of showed up, you know, a little early, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. after some of this, like he kind of he had a little, he was he was a little hot, you know. Yeah, I think he could have had more if he hadn't gotten uh, that fifth foul like uh, early in the fourth. Yeah, when he got that fifth foul, that's when the Kings made their final run. And that made me really nervous because, like I said, uh, DiVincenzo didn't play that great. He came in, uh, you know, he couldn't hit a shot. 
the Kings were playing tougher on Steph. They they let uh, DiVincenzo do what he wanted for a couple minutes, and that really, really worried me. And then when Wiggins got his fifth foul, I started getting worried too because I was like, if this goes into overtime, yeah. uh, we could be in a bad uh, bad way. But yeah, in terms of, you know, is this game six clay? I was like, I had to double check. I was like, wait, is this game six? Um, and uh, of course it's, uh, it's not, what does this tell you about the state of the Warriors right now? How do you feel about them? And you know, how's this team looking to you? I mean, it's, it's really encouraging. Um, you know, they're getting, they're looking better. Um, so hopefully they can build on this momentum and um, have a great game six. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, we should hopefully we'll close this out game six. Right. Um, and then, and then carry that momentum into the, into the next round. Um, so I, I mean, right now I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. we just, just came off, you know, three wins. That's, that's incredible. Um, and so actually that's the other like really big takeaway, you know, to be down Owen to looking, you know, a little shaky, right? Like to come out like this and and put uh, three wins on the Kings, like you know that's that shows a lot of grit. Um, and so I think I think the announcers were all expecting the Kings to come back big and to pull this to put this into um, make this a seven game series. But uh, you know the, the Warriors, uh, you know to put three wins on the Kings like this in a row, like that's that's pretty that's pretty amazing. So I'm pretty encouraged. Yeah, and if they win Game Six to win four in a row against this team yeah. and the fact that they'd only won four in a row, maybe twice uh, all season long, maybe three times, but definitely not yeah. more than that. Um, I would be really, really encouraged. And as I've said, you know, before the Warriors have been in every game in this series, right? Like those first two games, what gave me confidence was the fact that they weren't blown out. They stumbled, they got beat by De'Aaron Fox in game one. They kind of tripped over themselves in game two. I was worried about those habits and I'm sure those will kind of appear, you know, if they continue uh, into the postseason here and there, but just that they've found, they've kind of found who they are again, if that makes sense. And I think that Kerr tightening the rotation is, is big. I mean, Kaminga didn't play um, <laughs> like my, my guy Kaminga, like you got zero minutes and I thought he would get a chance. But then once I saw the f- kind of first quarter, like the energy and the tempo and the flow of it, I was like, oh, maybe not. Right. Cause this one is intense. This is like tightrope as few mistakes as possible. And, you know, we saw Moody for four minutes uh, in the first uh, first quarter, definitely first half, and he never came back. And I think that's because, you know, Moody, of course, fit, makes fewer mistakes lately. But also, looking at the Kings roster, uh, Moses Moody, actually, his deficiencies, his athletic deficiencies, uh, still matches up. He still matches up pretty well with a bunch of Kings players like Harrison Barnes, uh, Kevin Herter, Trey Lyles. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not going to get blown by by any of those dudes. So uh, I can see why Kerr plays him, but um, you know, I'm, I like what I'm seeing Draymond coming off the bench. I mean, I assume they do that in game six. Do they do that if they move on? I don't I mean, it's, uh, it's matchup based because if they play the yeah, Lakers, yeah. I think you might have to go bigger. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think you can play. 
um, Dre off the bench against the Lakers. Um, or, or, or Memphis. Yeah. Well, I don't, mm, yeah, Memphis, they might be able to get away with it, you know? Um, but, yeah. but I don't think they, actually, I don't think they would because, you know, they like the head to head matchup the way that we've played against them. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they would. Um, but it seems like maybe it's one of those things that's in the toolbox now, you know, that, um, yeah. That might become like part of like the option that Kerr Kerr pulls out. Like if, if, if a series is not going, um, his way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I think I, I I definitely for this next game, they're doing it. Yeah. 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 Unless it's like a gamesmanship thing, right? (laughs) Where it's like, Oh, they expect us to, but you know, um, I I doubt it. I think, I think Brown's going to put his best lineup out there and, uh, Kerr's going to put the lineup out there that's been working. Were you surprised by De'Aaron Fox's effectiveness hitting three threes, I believe, in the first quarter? I, I, I was. I was. I mean, they came out super hot. Um, you know, like not only did he hit those three threes, but like it's, I think they got like another three threes from um, other players on in that first quarter. Um, and then and then, you know, I was surprised he missed a couple of shots that he normally makes. You know, like that's he missed like a mid range. I was like, oh, wow, maybe that. Maybe that finger is bothering him, you know, and, and he had that uh, poke away um, that mm-hmm. afterwards where he was sort of holding his finger, you know, so maybe that that sort of um, contributed to uh, his cooling off a bit. Coming out, I was like, wow. I mean, but then I, then again, you know, the Warriors came back, you know, um, I was actually I wasn't worried about the shooting as much as I was worried about um, us not being able to get any sort of play going like at like the first three plays in the first quarter all ended up in like a one-on-one situation, you know, like ISO ball kind of rescue, rescue the possession. And then the Kings got, you know, two transition baskets. Um, and then I forget like what one other, like really, mm-hmm. I think it was a, a drive, a Sabonis drive down the middle and it just looked way too easy, you know? Um, yeah. I think that it, that was kind of more what I was worried about. I was like, wow, you know, the Kings have really kind of gotten us, rattled a little bit but you know throughout that first quarter i just kept looking at the score and um so even though they were making shots and it looked like we weren't getting great plays off um we kept it close so you know i, I wasn't worried i felt really good coming out of the first yeah i mean like you know i, I kept writing down like uh, weather the storm weather the storm you, you knew that the kings and their fans yeah. were going to be intense and the the warriors they you know the first few possessions, like you said, I was like, oh boy, but they, they got through it and they competed and, you know, the Kings fans are going crazy. And then you look at the score and it's tied, you know what I mean? Yeah. At a certain point in the first, and then, you know, the Kings go on a run, the Warriors go on a run. And uh, I mean, for me, like this, this series, unless something crazy happens, it's, it's done. Um, I, I don't usually make those kinds of bold pronouncements, especially this season, you know, cause I don't like to tempt the basketball gods or jinx anything, but I mean, do you think they figured something out about the Kings? I think they figured something out about the Kings. Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, I don't think you, I think, I think that's one. And I think the other thing is, um, they figured something out about themselves. Like they, they, like, I finally sort of see that like next gear where they're cleaning up the play um uh and uh and they're just you know they're they're making plays down the stretch and they're they're getting stops when they need to you know and and um 
like there were not not nearly as many turnovers i don't think in this game as we've seen in other games the series um mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I i definitely think that they um have figured something out about themselves i i agree with the they figured something out about themselves i mean the the, the frustrating thing about the season is that they didn't feel like they were putting the effort in or the focus and they were just coasting and and all this stuff and we know that <laughs> winning these 16 games to to win the finals is what really really matters but they weren't taking so much of the season seriously not so much in a arrogant way but just like they weren't respecting the game uh, if you want to use that terminology and they're finally taking these games seriously which is a, a kind of an odd thing to say now you know that they're in the playoffs because you assume that they were and as you're saying, like finishing plays, doing all that stuff. And I think for the Kings, uh, Darren Fox, admirable effort. But, you know, if you three for three in the first from three, uh, or at least he hit his first three, and then he ended up three for 10. He ended up yeah. nine for 25 on the night. So it's affecting his shooting 100%. Uh, he still had nine assists and seven boards and played 42 minutes, just as many as, as uh, Steph. But he also had six turnovers. So, like, I don't know if he'll get any better on the road against this Warriors team that hopefully, you know, has that killer instinct and finishes this one off. And I don't know if Mike Brown has any more kind of tricks <laughs> or tweaks uh, based on what he's seen from the Warriors. Like, I feel like he he used those up. And there may be something, right? But at this point in the series, these guys are, both teams, they are who they are. And as you mentioned, the Warriors are, you know, showing that they are the defending champions and the Kings are showing that they are a very, very good team that will keep fighting, but just isn't there yet, which is what a lot of us thought, you know what I mean? And if they if they win yeah. in six, then, hey, my Homer predictions are still on track. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's a it's a pretty nice turnaround for this uh this uh series. Um and I think maybe in some ways like getting beat down, you know, beat down 0-2 to the Kings when everyone mm-hmm. was sort of king the Warriors, like maybe that's a you know, in retrospect, kind of a good trigger, right? To like get this sort of wake up call earlier, you know, uh in the playoffs. Cause sometimes, you know, you know, in the past we've gotten those wake up calls a bit too late, you know. <laughs> You know, maybe in retrospect, this was actually a good thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly, it had some kind of uh, effect on them. And again, you know, the the Draymond suspension, that is such an afterthought. But yeah, that's going to go down as... I mean, I think they would have won game three anyway, but yeah. it certainly mobilized the team, you know, their little just us chant. Uh, and I think it speaks to the intensity that they they've played with since. Although after game three and game four uh, in game four, they, they kind of, you know, took the foot off the pedal a little bit until uh, they finally pulled it out after some, some funny gaffes at the end. But um, yeah, no, this is a, a really impressive game and this is the most impressed I've been with this team all season. You know, they've had some good games during the regular season, you know, beating, you know, the Grizzlies twice, Celtics, whatever. But again, 
uh, playoff game is a different level and it's on the road. This team has not been a good road team at all, obviously. I mean, again, they were what, 11 and 30 on the road? Yeah. Like that's disgusting. Actually, it's funny, right? If they finish the series off and then the Lakers win, the Warriors actually have home court advantage. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm rooting like for maybe the first time in my life for the Lakers. <laughs> I have been. I've been watching the games and I'm like legit rooting for them, you know. Um, it's it's a it's a weird thing, man, because uh I'm rooting for a seven game series between Memphis and and the Lakers. So well the game tonight, I was pulling for Memphis. Yeah. In Memphis. Because <laughs> Lakers yeah. what? We're up three one. And right. I was like, no, I don't want this to end. I want LeBron and AD and all those guys to have to play another game. I want John Morant to have to play another game and to keep going and going because, uh, you know, hey, you just want to wear right. guys down and whatnot. You know what I mean? So uh, it's weird because I'm flip-flopping. It's like it feels weird to to, to root for them. And it's, I, I don't know. I might have to, like, take a, a – a uh, cold shower or something like that. Like it's, wash it off you. Feeling. Yeah, yeah. Wash the stink of it off of me, man. <laughs> yeah. But who would you prefer, hypothetically? I think I prefer the Lakers, you know. I think uh, both for the travel. Um, and uh, I think that would just be like an amazing matchup to, to see, you know. Is there a name for that that uh, matchup? Like, uh, like, I don't know, the I-5 Classic or something like that? <laughs> not, in, uh, not, in, not in basketball. Nah, yeah, not that I know no. of. Yeah, so I would love to see that. Even though the Lakers worry me more than than the Grizzlies, to be honest. But uh, in a similar way, in my ideal scenario, I had wanted the uh, I wanted Steph to play Giannis's Bucks in the finals, uh, and I had said that the Bucks are the team that worries me absolutely the most. There's other teams that are good yeah. that would be challenging but they're the ones that really really i was like oh i don't think the warriors can beat them i wanted to see it but they choked tonight i didn't even see that game because it was the same time as the warriors game but they were at home down 3-1 had the had the game 16 point lead going into the fourth and lost in overtime yeah. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable i mean the east is all blown up uh so I don't have anything to say about that. I, I I just saw the score. I didn't watch the game. Um, so I'm going to have to go back and sort of see what happened. But that is, uh, I'm guessing Jimmy Buckets. That's That'd be my guess, yep. right, without having seen it. Jimmy Butler had 42 points, 17 for 33. Uh, Giannis had 38, 14 for 27, but 10 for 23 from the line. Yeah, that's, that's nice. no good. That's yeah, nice. That's not the best player in the world. You can't do that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, but this is not a Bucks or or Heat podcast. But um, yeah, man. Any uh, uh, any final thoughts? Uh, I think the only thing I'm wishing for is uh, Game Six, Clay, baby. Let's see it. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna ask though. Yeah. How worried were you when Steph went down with that shoulder? I wasn't that worried. Um, because it, it looked like the way he got hit, it was more like getting the wind knocked out of him, you know? Uh, um, okay. So it was like, you know, I don't think he like 
bruised like a spleen or something like that that would you know that would be crazy because that you know that i i don't think that's it you know because then he would have had to come out right away for that you know um i mean but that's the shoulder he hurt and that's why i was like concerned right because but it wasn't the hit wasn't really on the shoulder it was kind of in the body you know and then he was kind of holding his rib cage you know so yeah to me that that sort of read more like okay you know wind knocked out of him you know maybe 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 it was the um the elbow or the um the wrist you know uh-huh. um that's sort of like um that went in, went into that section i didn't realize that so now that i'm hearing that he was to me he's, he was playing possum uh, <laughs> he was trying to <laughs> buy some time and then also uh see if he could sell the foul or or get something out of it because he, he looked fine after that um you know once he started playing and everything so that was good but super impressed with this one uh yeah Absolutely. You're back on the winning side, man. Thanks for coming on. Yes, I'm not. I'm not a bad luck uh, charm. <laughs> good luck charm. Back to being good luck charm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all can find uh, Calvin on Twitter at Cali Calvin. C A L V I N. I think you've said that before too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. All right, let's get game six. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Folk Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. <laughs>